Welcome back to another episode of the Simple Power Podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to look at the example that Jesus set before us and discover the power of finding ways to practically serve the world around us. Stay tuned. Episode 19 starts right now. What's going on, everybody? I'm Duke LaMastra, and this is the Simple Power Podcast, where we think and talk practically about experiencing the presence and the power of God in our daily lives. It really means the world to me that you're here, so thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you are here for the first time, or if you've been here since the beginning, or somewhere in the middle, I just want you to know that I really, really appreciate you being here. If you have not already subscribed to the Simple Power channel, Make sure you go ahead and click that subscribe button today so that you always get notified first whenever new episodes become available. And it would really mean the world to me if you do get anything out of today's session that you would uh, just share it with one or two people that you know that you think could benefit from it as well. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode. This is something that I'm really excited to talk about. I've been kind of having this on my mind, running through my brain for a little while now, and I'm excited to finally just kind of get in and unpack some things for you today. So I want to start in John chapter 13. In John 13... Jesus is gathered together with his disciples. This is before they ate the Passover meal, but this is the last days of Jesus's life on earth before he would go to the cross and ultimately be crucified and die for the sins of the world. This is also the passage in John chapter 13 where Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And in John 13 verses 1 through 3, I'm just going to read those verses for you real quick. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, this is the verse that we want, verse 3, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. All right, so it says in verse 3 that Jesus was aware, it says Jesus knowing, he was aware of three things. Number one, that the Father had given all things into his hands. Number two, that he had come from God. And number three, that he was going to God. Knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God, and that he was going to God. I don't know if that was something that he already knew, or if it was something that he became just very aware of in this moment, but we do know that in this moment, in John chapter 13, verse 3, that Jesus is profoundly aware of why he came. He was aware of his impending death. You could see that in in verse 1, that he knew that his hour had come. He was aware of the fact that the Father had given all things into his hands. He was aware of his assignment. He was aware of all of that. And in those three statements, you have the Son of God, the King of Kings, the King of Glory, and he's fully aware of his own uh, divinity, his authority, his God-given assignment, and his coming glory. And then in the very next verse, verse 4, it says, He rose from supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. 
Jesus being so profoundly aware of his own significance, authority, and glory, the perfect son of God, he got up from the table where he clearly had a place of honor. And he got up from the table and he knelt down with a towel and a basin of water and began to wash the feet of 12 men that he called his friends. What happens when the average person gets a little taste of significance, a little taste of glory, a little taste of authority or power? A lot of people use it for their own purposes. They, they use it to inflate their own ego or to get people to serve them. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 20, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. That's an awesome verse. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. There are many people that want to lead without the willingness to serve. If the king of kings himself can put on a towel and wash the feet of 12 like nasty dudes, when he got done, he asked the question, do you know what I've done to you? I've washed your feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. There's so much to unpack here, so I'm just going to do my best. Jesus consistently gave us an example to follow. He demonstrated the nature of the Father to us. He demonstrated a lifestyle of dependence on the Holy Spirit, showing us how to live a life characterized by the presence and the power of God. It was never about getting personal glory or fame for himself. It was always about serving. Jesus was so often moved with compassion for the people, whether it was for a multitude of people that were following him or if it was for an individual person that needed to have their blind eyes opened up or whatever it was. He was so often moved with compassion and he demonstrated the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. He demonstrated the authentic nature and the love of the father to people all around him. In John 13, he was so aware of his incredible significance and his immediate response was to serve the people that were right in front of them. What if we used our significance and authority to actually serve those around us? What if we could let go of our own ego and recognize that the greatest expression of personal significance is servanthood? The Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 2 wrote, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Jesus set the ultimate example of what it looks like to serve people, authority, power, grace, all these incredible things that the Father has given to us, it's all about serving others. Jesus, knowing that the Father had put all things into his hands, that he had come from God and that he was going to God, he could have chosen in that moment to do any number of things, but he chose to kneel down and serve in the most humbling capacity imaginable. And look, this isn't about going around and washing people's feet everywhere you go. 
that doesn't really have any cultural or practical significance for most people that are going to be listening to this podcast. Don't get me wrong, I've been in settings where foot washings were done in a symbolic way, you know, in a way to to express service or love or honor to, to, to somebody else. And I, I've been in settings where foot washings were done in, in that kind of a symbolic way, and it was a very, very significant experience. I'm not saying that there's never a place for actual foot washing, but understand, this was something that was extremely practical. For the people that Jesus was there serving. Because back then people didn't walk around in tennis shoes. They walked around barefoot. Or if they had it going on, they maybe walked around with sandals on that were open. They walked on dusty roads through dirt and mud and, you know, whatever animals were leaving behind and whatever else was on the ground. And then, like, for example, if they went to somebody's home to spend time with them or to eat dinner with them. And so it was a normal, practical thing for there to be a servant or somebody that would take a towel and a basin of water and wash the feet of the people that had come in off the road. And as far as we know, there were no servants present in John chapter 13 with Jesus and his disciples as they were gathered together to share a meal together. And so Jesus took it upon himself to get up from the table, to get up from his place of honor, to put a towel around his waist, to grab a bucket of water, and to wash the feet of these 12 probably nasty dudes that he was in the room with, people that were the closest to him, people that he called friends. But for Jesus, this was not just something symbolic. This was a very practical thing, a practical way for him to demonstrate love, to demonstrate honor, and to demonstrate service. And he says, do this for one another. You and I, we're supposed to love, honor, and serve. We're called to love, honor, and serve the world around us. In Romans 8, verses 18 and 19, it says, the Apostle Paul writes, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be, re- to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Creation itself is eagerly waiting for the children of God to be revealed. Why? Because Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's this old statement that is used a lot in business, and it goes like this. No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. It's a simple and profound saying. Your willingness to humble yourself, to demonstrate the love of Jesus and serve, it actually positions you to have a profound impact on the world around you. That when you care, when you demonstrate love, when you demonstrate compassion, it actually positions you in a place of influence, a place of impact. This world is waiting, desperately, eagerly waiting, anticipating for the sons and the daughters of God to recognize who God is and who they are in him. And I'm not saying like people are walking around like, oh man, I really wish that the sons of God would reveal themselves. Like, nope, the average person doesn't recognize that they're actually waiting for someone to come their way and to demonstrate the authentic nature of who God is. But there are people all around you, people all around your community, your state, your country, people all around this world that are desperate for a move of God, that are desperate for you to realize, and I'm not saying you don't already realize it, but for you to realize to a greater extent who God is and who you are in him. Because when you do, something incredible 
happens, you and I actually become more capable of demonstrating the love of God as we discover who we are in him. The key to serving the world around you is discovering your significance. You are such a blessing and a gift to this world. You have access to so much. I mean, God has given you dominion, power, and authority. He's given you the mind of Christ. He has seated with you, excuse me, he has seated you with him in heavenly places. He's made you more than a conqueror. Like so many things, so many promises, so much available to us in Jesus Christ. Take that knowledge. Remember, Jesus knowing these things, Jesus knowing, being aware of the fact that he had come from God, that he was going to God, and that the Father had placed all things into his hands. Take the knowledge of who God is and of everything that he's made available to you and let it inspire you to get up from the table, to grab a towel and a bucket of water, and to find practical ways to serve the people that God has surrounded you with. Jesus taught over and over again in different words that greatness and significance in his kingdom is serving. Now, that's contrary to the world's way of establishing kingdoms, but it is authority in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to get ready to close this out, but there's a difference between the kind of humility that Jesus demonstrated to us and false humility. And what a lot of people think is humility is actually false humility. False humility would actually cause you to look at yourself and say, well, you know, I'm not that great. I don't have anything to offer the world. That's actually not godly. Like a lot of people think that there's this humility that they're walking in, but actually they're belittling themselves. They're tearing themselves down. And that's ultimately not going to help anybody. Because if you don't recognize who you are, then you are incapable of recognizing that there is something inside of you that's actually meant to bless and to be used to honor and to serve the world around you. But God's way... The, the kind of humility that Jesus demonstrated is you actually recognize that you are incredibly significant. You do have something to offer this world. You have something that this world desperately needs. You have so much to offer the world around you. But humility recognizes that, you know what, it's not because of you. It's because of his grace. It's because of his love and his kindness towards you. And the only worthy expression of everything that he's given you is to love God and to love others. We love others by practically demonstrating the love of Jesus to those around us. The power of God flows through love. Faith works through love. Every single gift of the Spirit functions through love. You reach your full capacity as an instrument in the hands of God when love is at the foundation, when love is at the center. You know, Paul would write in 1 Corinthians 13, if I do all these great things, if I speak with the tongues of angels and, you know, if I prophesy and if I give my life over to be martyred, if I give my body to be burned, all this kind of stuff, all these noble things, all these great, powerful things, if I do all that and I have not love, if love is not the motivation behind it, then in the end, it profits me nothing. Love is the foundation. Love is at the center. And when we find ways to practically love, to practically serve, to practically honor people, we position ourselves to authentically represent the nature of the Father to the world around us. The, the same way that Jesus did. It wasn't just, hey, God loves you and then go on with your day. Jesus always found practical ways to serve people. He met their needs. He healed them. He 
spoke to them where they were at. He spoke words of life and truth to them. He spent time with them. He he called Zacchaeus out of a tree and said, hey man, I'm going to come and I'm going to eat dinner in your house today. He got in between the woman caught in the act of adultery and her accusers who were ready to stone her and put her to death. And Jesus got in the middle of that situation and he just demonstrated consistently the nature of the Father, the love of God, He did it by serving the people around him. And as we follow his example and we do what he did and we find practical ways to serve the people around us, we position ourselves for influence and for impact. Thanks for tuning in to the Simple Power Podcast this week. Everybody, don't forget to subscribe to the Simple Power channel. I hope you all have an awesome week. I'll be back next Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Central with the next episode. Thanks again.